Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Is this country full? Well, I am very, very pleased to say that I've been joined in the studio by Mark Homer, who is the co-founder and director of Progressive Property. He's in the studio with me right now. Look, thank you very, very much. When it comes to housing, is Britain full? Well, if I just think of our situation in Peterborough, we're managing something like 1,200 tenants. Mm. Um, so about 4% of the, the population in that city. We put a house on last week to let, little three-bed sort of starter home, mm. uh, and we got 70 inquiries. If we'd let that run uh, for sort of two and a half weeks, we'd have got something like 200 inquiries. Not all of them can proceed, but you know, probably yeah. 50, 60 of them would have been able to. So from our point of view, in terms of rental property, what we're seeing in terms of demand versus the supply that we have, uh, there is a huge imbalance. And let's be honest as well, if people are, the vast majority of people who are looking to enter the rental sector, it's probably because they can't afford to buy at the moment. And, you know, that is this issue itself. Are we building enough to accommodate the amount of people that we are allowing in, do you think? Well, there is, there is a massive imbalance between what we're building. Let's say we did, I don't know, 160,000, 170,000 homes uh, last year, year before. Going back over the last decade, the government seems to believe that we need something like 300,000 homes mm. every, every year built. We haven't met that target for many, many years mm. now. It's probably a lot more. I mean, if you've yep. got you know, net migration that we know about of 616,000 last year and all the others that we don't know about, it's got to be a lot more than that. But, you know, with the planning system the way it is, mm. um, I, I, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Well, this is it. It seems like to be this ridiculous double-pronged approach. Now, I can completely understand that if you do live somewhere rurally, you do not want a whopping great big housing estate going up at the back of your house. I get that. Absolutely. I wouldn't want that. But then at the same time, we do need... Housing, OK. How do you see this ending? Because, like I said before, anyone could have seen it coming, where if we are inviting in so many people, not just the legal lot, but then you've got your kind of refugee brigade as well, then you've got the illegal migrants, at some point you have to say what we are now apparently saying to around 8,000 Afghans, which is, ah, sorry, you've got to fend for yourself, lads. And that's got problems. So how do you see this ending in terms of the housing? Well, you know, it's just going to keep on getting worse and worse until there are some major changes uh, made to the, the planning system. Uh, the, the, they may have to increase, you know, the building of, of social houses. Mm. Uh, they're going to have to probably uh, row back on a lot of the landlord taxes, the regulation, mm. uh, and, and generally sort of stop being sort of anti, you know, housing, growth. planning, growth, building... Mm landlords, you know, all, all that stuff needs encouragement. It needs incentive. Um, Can I ask, have you ever been a, a, approached by government or whoever else about uh, some of the accommodation that you've got? 
No, no, they, they, they wouldn't. I mean, you know, the local council would get involved. Obviously, mm. we, we have a lot of licensing, a lot of compliance. So we're, we're in contact with them, mm. you know, continuously. But in terms of central government, we wouldn't hear from them. Because if I would just ask you to stay there, if that's all right, because I'm just going to bring in my next guest now. And, and I think this is important because in light of what we just heard there, which is absolutely spot on about the lack of housing, the demand for housing, and this is in the... You know, traditional rental sector, the lack of building going forward. We are, of course, now having to put people who've just come across the channel in hotels. We all know about that. This has been an issue for a very, very long period of time. But something that was not raised enough until it became a massive problem is the issue that this poses for people who work in those hotels. Now, around 100 people have lost their jobs in the Clenethley in Wales after the hotel that they work at is now set to house asylum seekers. So staff at the Stradley Park Hotel and Spa were told last week that the business would be closed. Around 200 migrants could be moved in on the 10th of July. Victoria Price worked at the hotel and very, very sadly has lost her job. And I am very pleased and very grateful to say that Victoria joins me now, I believe. So, Victoria, thank you uh, very, very much. I think we have you down the line. Um, Firstly, very, very, very sorry to hear about oh, this. Can you just you. tell us what's happened to you, please? Oh, well, we found out uh, about a month ago from now um, that Wales Online, we, we had an, it was all Wales Online that we were all going to lose our jobs. Um, the hotel put out a letter saying that we wasn't, they don't know anything about it, but obviously we all were. And last Tuesday then we had an emergency meeting, uh, the hotel managers called us all in and just said everybody will be losing their jobs um, from last Sunday. Okay, and so what kind of support was on offer for you? Uh, have you been given some kind of redundancy payment or how's it worked out? Well, I've only been working for the company for 15 months, so I wouldn't be entitled to any redundancy money. Um, I did look, as soon as we found out a month ago that the our jobs were going to be gone, we, the girls in the spa, we all looked for new jobs. So luckily, and we've all got different jobs now, um, local community have really been kind and, you know, offered us work and things like that. So... How do you feel about it? Because it's great that you now have other employment. The problem for a lot of people, and by my counting, just given how many asylum seeker hotels we now have across the UK, there's roughly about 20,000 people who will have been made unemployed, quite possibly more than that. And depending on what area you're in, obviously, that may, means it is either quite easy or very difficult to go and get another job. But... There must have there must have been a time for you where you were thinking, good grief, well, what, what, what am I going to do? Yeah, we're angry, worried, scared. I think we're all, all in the same boat. Everybody's just been on um, the last nerve, really, just trying to see what was going to happen. Um, I don't know, it's, it's a lot of people working in that hotel, a lot, of, a lot of foreign people. They've been there years, really good workers, all losing their job. Mm. Uh, and and, and yeah. angry and very disappointed because we have no answers from anybody. You know, the Home Office, they wouldn't answer. They wouldn't speak to anybody. They wouldn't give anybody answers for nothing or no support. We are currently looking at, or if you're watching us on TV or online, uh, some fantastic uh, photographs of, as we were anyway, the inside of that 
hotel and it looks wonderful, I must say. I mean, it looks quite luxurious, actually, in certain parts of it. And are you quite surprised then that people who work at that hotel and presumably as well the, the tourism and the revenue that it would bring to that local area are being cast aside so that you know, several hundred asylum seekers can live in it? Yeah, totally. It's um, the community of Furness is very small. Um, they've had protesters outside from the local community um, just trying to fight it. But they've had no voice. No one's listened to them. It's just nobody's had a leg to stand on. Mm. Right opposite the Stradley Park Hotel, there's a beautiful park, Park Howard, very busy. So people are worried. And presumably you are worried for you, yourself and your colleagues, and that's understandable because of the financial implications of losing your job. And I am very, very pleased to hear that you have now found alternative employment, and that, that is great. Not Thank ideal, you. not ideal, of course, but it's great that you've, you've managed to, 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 to get something. But there's other aspects to this, and I think you might have been alluding to it there, which is kind of local safety, really. I mean, we don't know a lot about these people, do we? It's all about local safety. Um, you know, it's... It's a process to come into the country. Everybody's vetted. These people are not. So how can you just feel safe? You know, people have got beautiful homes there. They don't know what to do. They can't sell. People are not, not going to buy there. People uh. are scared. So people are scared. And you've been asked to compromise a lot, Victoria. I dare say your family have as well, and so have the locals. You've been asked to compromise your place of work. For a period of time, you're asked to compromise your income. You've been asked to compromise yeah. potentially the value of the local properties, the local tourism industry, your safety, everything. Totally. Really. Yeah. Totally. And that is, yeah. I think, probably a bit too much to ask of you, isn't it? Well, yeah, because it was put on us. We weren't asked. It was, we were just told mm. and trying to get answers and we had nowhere to get answers from. So what would your message be to the Home Office, to Rishi Sunak and to the, the powers that be. And, and as well, in light, in light of the fact, Victoria, as well, I don't know if you saw, we mentioned it a bit earlier on, that last night the House of Lords just ripped the teeth out of the government's illegal migration bill, which is, of course, designed to stop the boats. A lot of these lords, right. will, be, a lot of these lords will be on 300-odd quid a day just for turning up. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll probably have a couple of nice properties of their own, etc. I dare say some of the kids go to private school. They have their, they have their, 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 their transport subsidised by the taxpayer on expenses. They've got subsidised restaurants for them to eat at. Their lives are not affected, like yours, by the decisions yeah. that, that they make. I just wonder whether or not you've got any messages for them. Well, I just think they should hang their heads in shame. They should be thoroughly ashamed of themselves, what they're doing to the local taxpaying people all over the country. And I do think it's time now that the country all stick together and do something about it because we're not getting helped. We're not getting a say in anything. OK, just one last one for you, Victoria, there. That's a really interesting point. You think the country should come together and do something about it? I mean, what, like some kind of march or something? Uh, I don't know. Just, <laughs> not, nothing, nothing aggressive. No, no, of course. Just, you know, something to get, get together and just make a stand, because I think we would, our voice would be stronger together. Together. Well, Victoria, yeah. can I just say thank you very, very much, because 
it does take a lot of bravery, especially if you're not used to it, to come on national television and, and, <laughs> and have a chat and, and everything. And I, I really do appreciate it. And you will have done a lot of people a lot of good out there, Victoria, because unfortunately your situation is all too common in Britain at the moment, the way it is. It's Victoria Price there. Who, uh, is, uh, good luck to you. Going in the new job as well. Good luck thank in the new job. I hope it works out well. Victoria sadly initially lost her job anyway at, uh, at that hotel. I'm just going to bring back in uh, Mark, if that's OK. Mark Homer there is the co-founder and director of Progressive Property. And this is what we're seeing, isn't it? Because, you know, we're not building enough, as you were talking about earlier on. There isn't enough existing housing stock. And so we're putting people in hotels, and then those people end up losing their job. And the, presumably, the property prices next to an asylum seeker hotel, well, they're not going up, I would imagine. Well, they're certainly not going up. I mean, local residents are up in arms. I know uh, local councils are not particularly happy with this as well. I know our local council yep. certainly aren't. Um, but, you know, the, I think this is the Ministry of Justice, stroke Serco. Um, they, you know, they're looking, I think there are more going into mm. houses now rather than into hotels. Uh, but it's being exacerbated. They've tr they have taken over our local hotel right in the town centre, the Great Northern. Right. Uh, that's got asylum seekers in it. I think there's legal action ongoing mm. in terms of planning enforcement. Um, but, um, yeah, local people are not happy. Yeah. No, uh, OK. Well, look, thank you very, very much for coming in, sharing your kind of wisdom about the, the property market as well. It is much appreciated, and I uh, hope to talk to you very, very soon as well. That is uh, Smart Homer.